Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World. You're listening to our newest episode of Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. We are live at International Seminar. Um, As I mentioned on our last last podcast, uh, we are joined by 600 of our fellow colleagues and healthcare professionals who celebrate the art and science of compounding. I'm also here with my co-host, Sebastian Dennison. Again, it's good to be here at International with so many of you. Looking forward to having this conversation with our very special guest today. And obviously, I'm Mike Delisio, and I'm the host of this podcast, but I'm joined by a very special individual, a special guest who we asked to take some time out of their busy schedule to sit down with us and have a conversation about his practice, um, his business of pharmacy, and that is Mr. Saad Dino. Welcome, Saad. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's my honor and pleasure to be with you guys. And it, it, the pleasure is all ours, Saad, and um, we've known you for quite some time. You were the 2014 PCCA Compounding Pharmacist of the Year. Uh, We had a chance to celebrate you a few years back, and you're somebody who attends this event every single year. So um, just to have you here and and have the ability to reconnect, talk about your store, what you do. Um, Obviously, your store has been around for a long time for our audience who is not as familiar. Um, talk a bit more about where you're from. Sure. Um, we won't bug you about being from Boston, but that's okay. Well, you know, it, hey. It'll become very obvious once the, you start The city going. of champions, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you are the city of champions. Well, appreciate it having me again. Thank you, guys. Um, so, my name is Saad Dino, and I'm from, again from Boston. I own three locations with my brother um, in the suburbs of Boston. Um, one is 40, a couple of them are 45 minutes away from right downtown Boston. The other one is 20 minutes away. Um, I come from a family of pharmacists. Uh, I have my father's a pharmacist, my brother's a pharmacist, I'm a pharmacist, obviously. Um, my uh, wife is a pharmacist, and I have seven first cousins that are pharmacists. So, you know, pharmacy's in our, um, in our blood. It's in your DNA. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and you know, just found out a couple weeks ago that my oldest son is going to go into pharmacy after graduating with a biology degree, so that's what he's going to do. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Thank really you. Congrats. Exciting. Thank you. It- do you, do you all work together? We do. So my dad is uh, goes to work. He's still is in mid seventies. Still goes to work every day at six thirty in the morning. He loves it. He loves his. Uh, it's a passion of his. Uh, again, it's in his blood. He doesn't know anything. You know how to do anything else except take care of patients. And and uh, it's uh, it's uh, awesome having him with us. He's our mentor, obviously, to my brother and I. Um, he's been a great right hand and. Uh, a source to go bounce ideas off of and uh, you know it's pharmacy's changed obviously in the last 20-30 years and it's going to change again in the next 20-30 years so um, I do work with my brother um, I, I kind of stay in acting pharmacy that's my kind of base and uh, I bought you know we bought the store in 1997 from uh, Mr. Del Canoyer who was one of the first uh, members of PCCA and, you know, when we bought the store, we, you know, we knew his vision of compounding because we studied the stores and, and we wanted, you know, our father's done compounding in our other location that, we, that we've had since the mid-80s. And it's something that we are, both my brother and I were very passionate about. We knew the outcomes and the results of our father's compounding for the patient that he was taking care of. And 
again, you know, Acton brought a d different vision. You know, he was doing stuff that we weren't doing in another location, so it opened our eyes to a lot of things. And I remember attending the the training in 1998, I believe, and Mrs. Sparks, God bless her soul, was teaching the course, and my dad and I came here to learn all about compounding. And we took over the membership, obviously, when we bought the store in 1997. So we've been members since then, but the store, as a pharmacy, has been members since the early 80s. It's funny, the first episode, we talked about how everything changed for us as an organization. Obviously, the first year of our inception was 1981, and that's when things started to snowball, and all of a sudden, community pharmacies started to practice the art and science of compounding. So, Correct. Saad, you're one of the originals. Well, uh, I'm not sure I am, but uh, I appreciate that, yeah. yes. I mean, you know, my dad, you know, we came, we immigrated here from another country, and compounding was an important aspect of, you know, in the pharmacy world, right. so my dad had that in, in him already, and when he came here and, and, and you know, kind of opened his eyes to the fact that you could do more, and you have more capabilities and, and such, it, it just kind of just took off from there. So you, you did your training, 98. Yes. You went back to the store and you said, all right, I'm going to take on the world because we know you in a different way for yeah. your specialty. Yeah. But what did you start with and how did it evolve for you? So the store was um, the Acton Pharmacy location. So, so let me just take a step back uh, one second, Sebastian. Our father always specialized in pediatrics. He was working with a group of, of gastroenterologists. He was doing uracolene suspension. He was doing omeprazole suspension. Way back, it was Zantac suspension. Yeah. Actually, you know, Zantac suspension. Then Omeprazole the came along after that. And so when we took over Actin, you know, he was doing the nice tan capsules, the nice tan powder, the suppositories, a lot of progesterone suppositories, um, a couple of suspensions here and there. Um, but I think having in the back background, in the back of our heads, having that pediatric aspect was important. You were already, you were already familiar with that patient population. Correct. And you, you Correct. Were, you'd already kind of figured out right. weight-based dosing and specialized flavoring and all of these different pieces. And when I, you know, but what added to that aspect is the, is the seminar or the training I attended for three days here back in the 1998 that opened our eyes even further, you know, to the potential, you know, to the bases and the powders and, and the capabilities we have with, with, with the back then, the machineries we had to utilize in compounding. So we purchased a bunch of things, and because we knew that's the road we were going to go down, you know, I, I, I was adamant that compound is going to be an important aspect of, or, or niche of, of our stores. So, so now twenty years later, twenty years later, a lot has changed, uh, tremendous. So we started in, um, you know, marketing ourselves to mm -hmm. physicians. Specifically, we have, you know, I'm Boston, so we have Boston Children's Hospital. And, uh, you know, so we were well-known in, in the gastroenterologist, pediatric gastroenterologist world to compound special things for kids. And specifically kids that have, you know, allergies or diet restrictions. And, and you know, even back then, you know, casein and, and, you know, it wasn't very well-known, but these doctors specialized in milk allergies and lactose intolerances and such. Yeah, they may not have known exactly what was causing the problem, but they knew we had to avoid these products. Correct. So can you do something special for us? Correct. And that's, you know, we just, you know, I remember, I mean, PCC has been an integral part of my, um, my compounding world, if I may use that term, in the sense that, you know, I, I used to call the consulting department probably 10 times a day when I started. 
because you know again everything was brand new to us you know even though we had some background what we what we're getting into now is a new world you know it's a new new aspect this is no longer mixing two creams together nothing against mixing two creams together but it's it's no longer that it's now we have to look at pHs and we have to look at you know the intricacies of a formula to make sure that it's compatible and all that good stuff so you know that's where that's how it's 20 years you know looking back 20 years i mean it, man a lot of things have changed um, and like I said, without PCCA's consulting department, and I'm not saying that because I'm on this podcast, I'm, I really mean it. Bruce and, I mean, I, I don't want to start naming because there's so many of them that have been a tremendous help to us. It's, it's amazing. And so once you kind of got rolling with your compounding and you bought the new equipment and you started and you were going out to the different children's hospital, something, something really changed and you became the specialist. And when I say the specialist, we, we, we all respect your, your expertise. And part of the consulting team, like if I have a problem and I need to know, I refer back to information I've learned from you. Do you care to share this info? Like sure. So where I think, this came from? I think what you're referring to specifically maybe is my, is my metabolic disorders and mitochondrial disorders. Yes, sir. So we're in Acton. Next town over is, is the town of Boxborough. There was a, an autistic 13-year-old girl who went and saw a specialist, a, a, a very well-renowned specialist at Mass General Hospital in the genetics department. Because this girl, she was on the spectrum, but there was more to it than the spectrum. You know, there was a lot of tiredness. There was a lot of uh, um, un, unexplained motions and emotions and all that good stuff that went with this little girl and the mom brings in a script I remember it was on a Tuesday I still remember this on a Tuesday she brings me the scripts with like six ingredients of CoQ10 vitamin E some vitamin B's um, alpha lipoic and I'm like what is this yeah this is a weird mixture well, I've never seen anything like why this. am I mixing vitamins or supplements I should call them or cofactors um, so I called the doctor Dr. Natavich and he says well if you could do this, I'm going to have a lot more patience for you. Hmm. So the challenge was there. I remember I called Bruce that exact same day, and we started talking about a formula. And then f from there, we have over 700 patients on different cocktails. They're all, they're all individualized. That's what compounding is about. We don't batch this stuff. We don't, you know, it's all individual because everybody has their own doses, their own different mixtures of, of cocktails. And, we, you know, we start to learn about mitochondrial disorders and specifically metabolic disorders and why the, you know, why the needs of these, you know, cofactors. And you have a kid that never played soccer in his life. He's seven years old. You give him these cofactors and after three, four months, the mom comes to me and says, my son is on the field running. Yeah, we keep an eye on him, very close eye, but he's running and playing with his friends because of this cocktail that you made for him. Mm -hmm. And these stories like that never leave you, right? I mean, you know, you guys, you, you're Sebastian, you're a compounder. <laughs> Mike, you know, you've been in this world, compound world for a long time. These stories never leave you, and I have a lot of them. And, you know, so that's how that evolved into... Now, we, you know, we made suspensions. Now, what other forms can we make? So we started making trochies, and we started making powders and you know we you know you measure, measure scoops will give the exact doses that the patient needed and so on and so forth 
and that also opened our eyes to other aspects where now we're getting involved in genetics and we're dealing with you know newborn diseases and you know many different clinical aspects that compounding was necessary even as simple as biotin for biotin deficiencies or you know riboflavin for b2 deficiencies and you know all these new babies now are born you know, they test them for many, many different genetic disorders, and sometimes compounding plays a huge role in them, and that's, we're known for that as well. So, I have a, you know, you guys, both of you may know, I have a special needs child that was born in 2002, and, uh, you know, she has a very rare seizure disorders, and that opened our eyes as well to other aspects that we could provide, just because of her needs and and what the doctor, you know, wanted, and conversation started, and next thing I know, I'm presenting in front of a department that was taking, you know, one of the doctors taking care of my daughter, and so on and so forth. It's just, you know, luck plays sometimes. You know, not that my daughter's illness is, is luck for me to, for my business, but it opened it opened something for us that we wouldn't maybe perhaps never got involved in. You know, the one thing about you, Saad, and a lot of people here know you. Potentially, our audience won't be as familiar with you, but they're learning a lot about you right now. Um, there's a passion in your voice and there's a passion in you that does this because of how gratifying it is to see results in patients and specifically in children. So first off and foremost, we want to thank you for, for what you do in the pediatric community. Um, and it's sincere. And I think people will hear this as well as there's a sincere love for what you do because you achieve results and outcomes and lives depend on that and and it's 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 unbelievable because this is a perfect example of an individual who's has pharmacy in their blood and dna continuously has challenged themselves professionally by adding new things to their practice and still reinvents themselves 20 years later well th th thank you mike i appreciate that you know compounding is a specialty in my opinion it's a niche where you have to keep up with what's going on you, you can't you know, it's, it's not a stale kind of game. You have to keep up with what's going on. You get to attend conferences like this where networking and, and, and learning. And, you know, not, not every idea is going to work for you. But even if you go back and discuss it with your staff and, you know, or even bring the idea back to the pharmacy and see where it could take you, these are the type of things that, you know, I, I'm 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 been coming to this for 20 years now. This is my 21st year. I believe a 28th 20th year coming to this these seminars. Um, it's awesome to see a lot of new faces. You know, we we need these new faces because medicine is going to change. As I said, it's changed in 20 years. It's going to change again in the next 10 years to even more personalized, in my opinion, with genetic genetic testing and you know metabolism of someone. You know. Mike, you might be able to take something that I can't take because my, my genetics can't, you know, mm -hmm. you know, lay out. It doesn't work for right. that specific medications. Well, think about it. When you came out of school, which was probably, what, mid-80s? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Early 90s. Early but th 90s. Thank sorry, you. Thank sorry, you, Sebastian. Sorry. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, you're younger well, than him. <laughs> yeah, you probably are. <laughs> but, but when you came through university, they probably had a barely any understanding of genetics. They had no idea about most of these diseases. They had no technology. And now we're doing, we're selling the genetic testing kits in some stores. We're able to, to discern this information. Yeah, rapidly evolving, And but you're not just keeping up. You're staying ahead and you're utilizing this technology as fast as possible. It's making your practice grow. And Correct. You're, you're a perfect example of how compounding evolves with, with 
the technology, with the medical innovation, and being on the forefront, on the cutting edge of that envelope, so to speak. I mean, I think the most important aspect of compounding, in my opinion, is that we're, we have to be known as problem solvers. Because, I mean, as we know, there's a lot of manufactured products out there, and that's fine. They're never going to go away. But compounding plays an important role in our healthcare system. And, you know, having the FDA say that yesterday here during their presentation was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, because compound has been around for thousands and thousands of years. We are dealing with individuals that off-the-shelf products can't work for or due to allergies, due to many other aspects that we could get into if we have to, but we play a role. You know, when, when, when a mom, of, you know, I keep telling this story over and over again because it please never leaves you. If I could share it with you guys. Yeah, please do because so I think it, you see so many of them right. and you hear so many of them and I think it, it's great for our audience to okay, understand what it means to... Don't make me cry. <laughs> I won't make you cry. Okay, are you sure? I, I promise I won't okay. make you cry. But this is a, two, a, a, a one and a half year old leukemia patient. She's newly, newly diagnosed um, at Children's Hospital but she was getting treatment at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. And the mom and the dad every week had to go in to get a medicine that was being compounded at the pharmacy. So the mom came to us and said, you know, I heard you got, this was in 2003, 2002. And the mom said, um, we have, you know, we have to take care, we have one, one and a half year old girl with leukemia and we need this medicine. Can you compound it? And I said, yeah, sure, but you know, let me look into it for you and uh, you know, whether we, just give me a couple of hours, I'll get back. Of course I called, Dana-Farber first, and then I called PCCA second, the consulting department, <laughs> and I said, I have this little girl that needs this medicine, and it needs to be compounded. She gets it at Dana-Farber, so on and so forth. Well, there was a formula in the PCCA, now, you know, um, computers and... Right and, in our formula database, and, and we thank, probably faxed that over to you yes. and said, here you go. So I took a look at it. You know, we made some adjustments due to her age and such. You know, talked to, again, many consultants over there. And the mom came in two days later and picked up the medicine. And, you know, she said, you guys don't understand what this has done. Why are you guys able to do this? I could concentrate on my girl instead of driving to Boston an hour each way to go grab this medicine. I said, well, you know, let's let's... Go home, take it, give it to her, let's see how it works, and you know, we'll, we'll take it day by day. I want you to keep me up to date every day. I want you to give me a call, let me know how she's doing. And um, the girl is a, is a... Oh no, here we go. No, she's, she's 16 years old, comes into my pharmacy, still to this day, walks in, gives me a hug, and you know, that is, is just... And the mom, till this day, even though, and honestly, in my opinion, I never did, you know, I was just doing my job, right? As a compounding pharmacist, as a pharmacist, I was doing my job, taking care of a patient. She still thanks me to this day. To this day, they thank me for taking care of her at that time. And every time she has a milestone every year, they used to send me a note, or they bring her to the pharmacy to say, hey, that's another year has gone, she survived. And, you know, what, what, what can I say? I mean, you know, stories like that, because of compounding, never leave you. It's, it's, you can't, you know, talk about personalized, that's as personalized as it gets. And in my opinion, 
more personalization is going to happen in the next com you know, coming years and decades because that's where medicine is heading. And I have many stories like that, Mike and Sebastian, but you know, we'll leave it at that. But this is my best story that I could tell because it just sure. never, never, ever left me. Yeah, and, and not just me. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike. No not just me. My staff, who are, you know, have, who are with me back then, still talk about it today. And, you know, so, you know, we all deal with stress of work every day and sometimes difficult patients and such. But at the end of the day, they need us more than we, more than we need them. Or, you know, you understand what I'm saying? They, yeah. You know, they, we have to take care of them no matter what. No matter what bumps we come across, no matter what milestones we have to achieve, there's a human being on the other side that we have, or a, a pact on the other side <laughs> that we have to take care of. Um, I mean, you know, we deal with insurance, and not everybody deals with insurance. Sometimes stuff, stuff is not covered. Money is not, can't, you know, money, we're in business, we have to survive, but sometimes you have to look above and beyond that. There's a human being on the other side that needs that service, and we'll figure the money aspect out, you know, later. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, it, it, how many staff members do you have at Acton? Uh, I have 37 staff. 37 staff. Do you have individuals that have been with you since the beginning? Yes. So, once again, a, a testament to who you are as an owner and a boss. We actually had a very similar conversation with Sarah Simmers, and she talked about her staff, and that being her competitive advantage um, as an independent community pharmacy and what that means. Um, you mentioned the importance of your staff and what that means to the life um, and the outcomes to your patients. And, and, and obviously, Saad, I, I sense how important your staff is to you. Um, They're my second family. How, how can I put this easily, but how have you managed the store, obviously the financial aspect of everything, the marketing aspect of everything, quality, and obviously delivering an excellent product, but how do you keep everybody in line and how do you keep them as engaged as you are so that they appreciate what they're doing as much as you do? I think it starts with a, a mission, a mission of whether you're in retail pharmacy, compound pharmacy, hospital pharmacy, you know, as a pharmacist, let's start with, let's start with talking with the pharmacist. You know, they, they have to, nobody gets into compounding because, you know, for the heck of it, right? They have passion. They have a desire to learn their specialty. Um, and I've been lucky to have compounding pharmacists that care as much as I do for the patients. They want to learn. They want to innovate. They want to stay on top of what's going on. Newest equipment, newest courses, powders that are coming out, bases that are coming out. How can we utilize them in our practice? You know, we, we have a lot of meetings and we have to sit down and say, you know, what, what was, how was the week? What happened last week? How can we improve? So we're, you know, I'm, I'm not an absentee owner. I'm there with them all the time and they see that. And, you know, I'm lucky to have my brother on the other side, on the other locations, looking after the other staff on the, you know, when, I'm, when I can't be there, he's there looking after them as well. Um, but ultimately is, is that I always have to remind myself and my staff that no matter how difficult our lives are, there's always somebody on the other side that may need us more than we could ever imagine. Yeah, Sarah said the exact same thing. And we have to step up 
and do all we can to make sure that what we need, to, what that patient needs, what that individual needs, what that pet needs, we deliver with passion, with care, with a personal touch that you know that they need. Uh, and I think uh, I think that passion is uh, is pretty obvious when you sit down and talk with you. You know, we hope that one day, um, and it might it might come to this. The whole purpose of doing this podcast is to help educate not only pharmacists that are doing it, but it's to hopefully help educate patients, physicians, everybody that encompasses the triad so that they can fully understand what it means um, to get a compounded medication and obviously hear from a pharmacist like yourself who cares so much about the approach to this type of healthcare. It's it's very important that, you know, you spoke of the triad. Mm -hmm. Triad is the most important thing. In, in compounding, in my in my opinion, um, when you have a physician call you and say, "I have such and such and such patient, what can you do for me? How, how you know what else can you ask for? Mm-hmm. We're the problem solvers. We could come up with solutions. We could co- we could hopefully improve outcomes for patients where right. perhaps over the counter medication or you know off the shelf medication are not doing with their job." And you know when a, when a doctor calls you back and says, "Hey, that wound that you just that we just took care of, I've been you know I've been trying to treat it for the last year is is not didn't do anything. Now it's six weeks later, it's starting to, dis- to disappear. Thank you so much. Again, it's, you know we're not we're not doing it for the thank you. We appreciate the thank you, but it's the fact is that we've taken care of the patient's personal needs, what they need for that specific disease state for that for them, you know, themselves, and, you know, it plays a huge role in our daily operations, you know, it's, it's, uh, the triad is important, you know, the patient is on top, and then we have two pharmacists and a doctor or a practitioner mm-hmm. trying to come up with a solution to, to help that individual patient. Uh, you know, we have, I mean, you know, we, pediatrics is not our only specialty, we do HRT, we right. do vet, we do, cosme, you know, uh, dermatology, um, you know, men's health, all that stuff is incorporated into our compounding lab. And, uh, you know, and, and we, we like that variation. We like that variety of, of options that we have for our patients, so. You, you mentioned improvement. Um, what does that mean to you, and how do you try to always improve, and how do you try to stay on, on top of what's next, and what's new, and, and what can be brought to the, the care of your patients? So, you know, and I think I alluded to this earlier, Mike, mm-hmm. in that, you know, attending conferences such as this, um, attending seminars throughout the year, right? Attending uh, webinars throughout the year. This is an evolving. I says I said you know many times it's an evolving industry, and you, you have to stay on top of what's going on. You know, for example, you guys came up with three bases, brand new bases that I'm hoping to take back to my pharmacist and have you know our, in our meeting on Monday, a Tuesday, and bring it to their attention and see how we could incorporate them into our practice. Um, we're always looking for things, you know, to, to improve on, on, on formulas, to improve on bases, you know. Um, and all that is just to get better outcomes for our patients. Exactly. It's, you know. It all boils down to that at the end. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's to provide what the best possible formula and, and compound for the individual. And, you know, best, better, you know, good, better, best, you got to be the best. I mean, you know, we're 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 getting scrutinized a lot in the past several years due to a tragedy, and we all have to step up, do the right thing, 
and always have the patient in the center of our attention. Yes, we're in business. We have to, you know, provide for our families and provide for our, you know, pay our staff and improve the stores. But at the end, everything has to be patient-focused. Wasn't it amazing to hear Dr. Julie Dome from the FDA stand up and start her presentation in front of 600 people and say that she recognized and the FDA recognizes the importance of compounding to patient care? It's, it was, uh, was kind of an eye-opener. Op- eye I mean, I think deep inside, they all know how important compounding plays. Right. Um, again, I think it's, you know, their reaction is due to a tragedy that happened and, you know, and hopefully it'll be behind us and, and you know, soon so that we could, all, you know, as, as compounding world, as, as a compounders, mm-hmm. you know, there's people here from Australia, Canada, Malaysia, I mean, New Zealand, it's bu- amazing. You haven't bugged me about that yet. Yeah, that's okay, huh, you know, yeah. that's, and I won't bug you. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's amazing, right? So, I mean, the compounding is not just, it's, it's worldwide. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, again, a thousand-year-old science mm-hmm. and art, you know, that, that is still happening because it's needed. Mm-hmm. It is needed, and for the FDA to recognize it, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. You know, you said you've been coming to the international seminar for 20 years. This has grown. Um, yeah. It has grown pretty much every single year. Um, the slogan of this year's event is "Where Compounders Connect." Yeah. What does it mean to you? You talked about the learning, and I and I get that. And you're obviously here to learn. What does it mean to be amongst 600 colleagues? So. You know, I think I alluded to this earlier. You know, ne- yeah, you come and learn, but it's the networking, it's the chatting. You know, there was a mention of George Wrench, who's uh, right. a, a dear, dear colleague that I, I was able to meet and, and sit down with and, and chat and call on the phone. You know, he's in New Ham- he was in New Hampshire, I'm in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. so we were close. Even though he was a Yankee fan, I, for- you know, God bless his <laughs> soul, I forgive him. Um, you know, sitting down, I remember writing stuff on a on at the bar, obviously. Always at the bar. Uh, it's always George, at the right? bar. The best networking happens at the bar, um, and taking notes on a on a dermatology formula that he was discussing with all of us. I mean, he was a a genius, a guru of compounding, uh, pioneer. A pioneer is br- brilliant word to use for him, and you know, his legacy still exists, which is amazing. You know, after his passing, and and you know. And there's other people that, you know, over the years now that have my concierge group. You know, PCC has a program of concierge. You know, I look forward to just coming here just to see, you know, we're on the phone once a month with each other. But to see them and have that camaraderie and friendship and like a a family to me. Um, Where we get to share with each other, you know, we're kind of across across the country, so... We share with each other what, what's the best practices, what's, what, what are you doing new, what's happening. And others that are not part of my concierge group that I get to see again, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's this is not a, a competitive environment. This it, is know, the, the polar opposite. Perhaps that's the old days. You know, there's yeah. enough business, in my opinion, for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, are we all going to get along? Perhaps not, but, you know. For the most part. For the most part, we do. Yeah. And... You know, we're, we're trying to all do the what, you know, we all come here to learn so we could do the right thing for the patients. If we have that in the center of our attention at all times, I think compound is going to go a long, 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 long way. Couldn't have said it any better. Um, it, it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with you, hear a more candid side of uh, your life, your experience, your exposure to, to pediatric patients. 
changing the lives of them and their parents and their families. So thank you for what you do. You are one special guy. Uh, and, appreciate um, that, Mike. Thank you. And I want to you know, just take a moment from your time real quick just to thank BCCA. Thank you. Like I said, you know, without them, honestly, and I mean that not because I'm sitting in a, in a, in a, at BCCA International, but I'll say it anywhere in the, in, the, in the globe, is that, you know, without BCCA, I would not be where I am. They, they you know, held my hand a long, long time for a long time, you know, teaching us the right way. Try teach us to do the right thing, and you know the the you know the uh, the mission of PCCA carries on to the rest of the members, and you know that culture of uh, taking care of the patient, personalized medicine is is where it's about. And we, I, I personally thank PCCA for what they've done for me and my family. We thank you for being an ambassador for all. So thank you. Thank you so much. Where can we find you? For those that uh, are not familiar with your pharmacy in Massachusetts, is there any way that we can find you on social media? Yeah, so we're on Facebook. Um, we're on um, Twitter. Uh, you know, it's actinpharmacy.com. Um, we're actually renovating and, and reinventing our website right now. And, uh, you know, 978-263-3901 is where we could be reached at. And, uh, but I think we are, we're very active on social media, and uh, please look us up. And if we could be in any help, uh, please let us know. We might get a lot of phone calls. Uh, that's okay. Awesome. That's, that's the, your networking side that will come through. <laughs> Take uh, you're a beautiful mind and a beautiful person. Thank you so much, Thank Saad. you so much, Mike. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. I hope you, everyone has enjoyed this uh, episode of the Mortar and Pestle podcast. Please follow us on social media, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can also visit our blog page on pccarx.com. And also, please remind you to like and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Until next time, we will be recording one more episode live here from International. I thank you very much. My name is Mike Delisio, and we will see you soon.